fictional friends, and welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shereen. And it is the last week of November. November. Yeah, and it's the last week of our coverage of Dark Fantasy Month. Um, so we're going to close things out by having a conversation that I guarantee many people have had before about fantasy in general and dark fantasy, and posit the question, um, is anyone able to write fantasy stories that are not series like is anybody able to write standalones how many people are able to do that and which ones are actually good and if you haven't ha- asked yourself this question yet I can guarantee you that now you will you're start going, asking you're going yourself. to you're going to start you're mm. going to be like holy shit everything mm. that I pick up and everything that I read is the start of like at least a four book or more series oh yeah you can't get away with less than three I would say no ma'am mm. no it's got to be at least a trilogy you can find the occasional duology Every once in a while, which is <laughs> but great. Each one is like a thousand pages long, probably. But also, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess it is good um, to a certain extent that you know it. Get, people have the option, at least a little bit, sometimes in the fantasy sphere now, of like we have a few duologies, and you do have like we're exaggerating. You do have like some standalone options, but they are fewer and far between, especially if you're looking for like a darker fantasy Mm. story something that falls into that sphere of dark fantasy i challenge you to go out there and find (laughs) uh, a like a pretty decent number of standalone novels Mm. so (laughs) well before getting into that megan what's on your nightstand um i just finished a i just finished a werewolf story oh you love werewolf which was really fun Mm. i just finished um such sharp teeth by rachel harrison which um, she's also, I know her newest book that's just been published this year, Black Sheep, is getting like a lot of really positive response. And I did, I have picked up her other book that she's written about witches called Cackle, which I haven't gotten around to, mm. but that's also on my list of stuff to read. Um, just like solid uh, werewolf in a small town story and like about like very female centric, like almost all female characters, very like much more much more about like sort of like sisterhood and working with each other and dealing with that in like a really cool way that I wasn't expecting Interesting. it to be but I really like you know what I enjoyed it it was a fast read it was well done the characters were cool um a little bit quirky but also like realistic um it had that it has like a little bit of like a nihilistic viewpoint on a few things mm-hmm. but given you know the subject matter like some of it's pretty dark so there are like like some trigger warnings regarding like childhood sexual assault and things like that oh, in there that are covered um just in case you would want to pick it up just mm-hmm. so that you know there is some stuff that's discussed that's not very comfortable to mm-hmm. read um however just like the idea of, you know, like the transformation at a change, at like a turning point in someone's life, kind of like everything that comes along with that. I really, um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really want to read her other books as well because they were just like, it was like a cool, fun read to get through. I really liked it. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, so there we go. That That's more, unfortunately, that falls more into the horror sphere of things <laughs> as, as far as standalone books are concerned. Such sharp teeth kind of falls into that. Doesn't really fall so much into the fantasy side Ooh, as it's much. It's a werewolf. Kind of. Yeah. But a lot of, uh, so much werewolf stuff feels very urban. Mm. And like, if you don't. <laughs> like a metaphor. Yeah, yeah because, <laughs> because I find yeah. werewolf stories, if there are no other supernatural and or magical type creatures in it, yeah. it feels more horror and less fantasy fantasy as soon as you take those aspects away if there are no witches or vampires or vampires doing anything or other types of like creatures like in the whatever like in the place and like that they're dealing with so like you know because you can argue that something 
like um, the Sookie Stackhouse series, like the mm. True Blood series, you can argue that those are part horror, part mystery, part dark fantasy, because there are so many different types of creatures mm. that exist in mm. the course throughout the course of all the stories. So you can kind of argue that that one's a little more fantasy, whereas this, I find this fell much more into the horror. It just happens to be that the lead is attacked and bitten by a werewolf and right. then goes through her own transformation. Mm. So Interesting. <clears throat> Anyway, uh, we were, I think we started talking about this because we'd had this conversation where it was like, what are these like fantasy books that oh, we yeah. should read? And almost everything that anyone ever recommends or that you've ever recommended to me is the start of a series. Which annoys Megan. Fucking hell. My God. Every once in a while, I just want a goddamn standalone book. <laughs> like it's not, yes, series can be really fun. Obviously I get it. In a lot of cases, yes, there's an easy answer to this question because it's fantasy and so there's a lot of world building involved. And character development. And character development, um, character relationship development, because we mm. were talking in a previous episode about Spice Factor. And so the romance. Yes. So you have to get into that aspect of things as well, but like, oh my goodness. <laughs> when it's like every single one of them, well, this one has six books, this one has eight books. I'm like, oh my God, guys. And it's just hilarious because Megan and I have very opposing views on this. Like, if, if there's a series... It's almost like a TV series. Like I won't, <laughs> I don't like getting into anything that has any less than like three seasons because I know that I'm going to get like hooked on it. Whereas I'm like, I really want to watch a movie. Yeah. A movie that has a beginning, a middle and an end. <laughs> I, I fucking love it. Yeah. I love it. Same thing with my book series. I'm like, oh man, there's not three and more books in this And meanwhile, series? what happened? Like, I just read a book about werewolves <laughs> that like you could have continued it. There could have been something else, but it was wrapped up. It was good. The story ended. And she I was, was like, happy. I really liked that book. <laughs> Whereas I always feel like there's something missing. And I think that brings us to our one of the only authors who does this exceedingly well. Yes, um, and that would be Neil Gaiman. Um, yes, I Woo! love. We I love you, love Neil, Neil Gaiman. Gaiman. I love his writing. I love his books. Um, I and I think because they are in my in my opinion anyway in my case mm -hmm. because they're standalone, <clears throat> I'm left thinking about them a lot for a long time yeah, afterwards. Um, so like one that comes to mind is Neverwhere that he wrote. Oh, Neverwhere. Um, I haven't read Neverwhere. It's Neverwhere. Excellent. By the way, if you like look at stuff and you want something like what's like a cool dark fantasy cover of a book, Neverwhere has the coolest fucking covers. I've seen like two or three different versions yeah. and they're all nice. It's ridiculous. Well, Neverwhere is the story of um, a guy who meets this girl one day um he's living his life he's like some sort of like financial analyst or mm -hmm. something in london he's got like a very like mundane life he's about to get engaged to his girlfriend who's kind of horrible um and he meets this girl she's injured and he brings her home to his place to take care of her mm -hmm. and lo and behold because she is from a fantasy world mm -hmm. Um, his life gets erased. So it's as if he never existed. Oh, weird. Um, and he's in his apartment and the realtor comes in and starts showing the apartment to other people. And like, everybody's forgotten about him. Nobody knows who he is. And so he has to figure out where this girl came from huh. and like follow her to, um, you know, the other side of like the tube, basically. It's like kind of like an upside down world almost. Oh, interesting. Um, it's really, really good. And, like, he does this with a lot of his novels. Yeah. Like, think of, you know, we were talking about Coraline. Coraline in, another yeah. in a previous episode, episode, yeah. We mentioned the Graveyard Book. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I mean, even um, 
you could push things to a certain extent because it does kind of fall into a fantasy. Stuff like American Gods yep. kind of falls into that as well. That's an actual good book omens. I have actually read. Yep. <laughs> uh, good Omens also falls into that because you've got your demon and angel mm-hmm. thing going on as well. Stardust. Um, I haven't read Anansi Boys, but I think that that's like very much, again, like Gods, like yeah. along that same well, it's, line. Uh, it's with a character from American Gods. Yes. Is in that one, yeah. yeah. Mr. Nancy. Mr. There? Nancy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's... Mm-hmm. um. More of like an, uh, a god, I believe, from like an African folklore so, in particular, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. I don't know the specifics of it, but I believe that that's um, partially like where he gained inspiration for that. And he does, um, Neil Gaiman really likes to revisit uh, mythology and mm. folklore of old, which he does with American gods, which he does with Anansi boys, mm. which he does um, with Sandman, with Sandman, which but he, that is a series. Yes. And um, what was his more recent one? Norse mythology, where he did, was, um, it yeah. was an anthology Viking. of several retellings of North mythology which is also touched upon to an extent in American gods because Odin and Loki are included in that story as well Mm -hmm. Um, and he also has books like um, The Ocean at the End of the Lane which is also very fantasy as well that's with Terry Pratchett isn't it I don't was remember. Was that the one he wrote with Terry Pratchett? I don't think so. No, it's not. Sorry, my bad. No, that's Good Omens, I believe, that's actually. Good Omens. Co-written. Yeah, co-written with Terry Pratchett. Yeah. That's Good Omens. Um, also really fun. I haven't watched the second season of that show yet, but I need no, to. No, I haven't either. It's so good because I have a thing for David Tennant. So. Uh, but I love him and uh, is it Michael Sheen? It's Michael Sheen. Yeah, like how they kind of They're play incredible. off each other. They're so great. But even like, I find that whenever they adapt any of Neil Gaiman's um, books into like a show or a movie yeah they do such a good job with it i don't know is it because he tends to be very involved in what's going on i don't know i don't know what it is like because it's like the films have been good overall the shows i mean well okay american gods went kind of off the rails i mean it started off that first season was fucking fantastic but my thing was great yes but my understanding is that there was a lot of behind the scenes trouble with Mm. showrunners being changed uh potentially neil gaiman not being allowed to be as involved as he Uh. wanted to be in the process because I think that he made certain comments about that at the mm. time and I per, I think it showed in like yeah. the, I don't even think I watched the third season but no, the second season was weird yeah I think I stopped around halfway through the second season when you started to yes. really see that switch which um, like and like for me, that's, like, a really weird thing for me to have done because, like, I had really loved the first yeah. season and, like, Ian McShane and all of, like, the different characters that they had established. Um, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. Is in it. Yeah. Why would I ever stop watching something that Crispin Glover is in? Yeah. Exactly. It makes yeah. no sense at all. And, like, Kristen Chenoweth was in the first yes, season. And then Gillian Anderson popped up and stuff. And these were, like, interesting. Yeah, she was... Um, shoot like a pop culture god or something you know she's Marilyn Monroe sometimes and like other uh, David Mm -hmm. Bowie and like different like things like that that's how like how she presents herself anyway why would I ever stop watching something like that but the story just went like fucking crazy it was weird but also it comes back to the fact that American Gods was a standalone it was one novel I know it was one novel and so by the end of it it was like wrapped up in a bow and everything was taken care of however they decided to make a TV series with it and like by the end of the first season 
I think they were almost at the end of the book there. They were very close because Odin had revealed himself. Mr. Wednesday had revealed himself and all of that kind of stuff had happened. And they were about to have the big battle, you know? Um, Yeah, no, it's true. I think over two seasons probably wasn't a great idea. Um, Even though they really, like, I will commend them. They did a really great job in adding the gods that they Mm. did to the show. Like, you know, that's it, Crispin Glover, Mr. World didn't Mm. exist in the novel. And the technology god. Mr. um, World existed in the novel. No. He didn't? There no. was someone. No, there were, um, it was more like properly already established yeah. gods because American Gods was written back in the 90s. Right. Okay. Um, and Mr. World is a god of globalization. Right, right, um, right. So he's a little bit different and a little bit more modern. So right. he was added for the series, the technology god, that kid was yeah. added for the series as well. He didn't exist oh. in the book. Oh, I thought there was something. No, they touched more upon that. So is like so they did this really cool, really smart thing in adding these like mm. very relevant yeah. gods and adding them that's it as the idea of like here are the new gods and this is what they're gods yeah. of now because that's media. what people care yeah. about now. Yeah, she, media. That's it. Jillian Anderson yeah, she was, was media. media. Thank that's you. It. I that's completely she forgot was. what her, what yeah. she was called. Yes. Um yeah, but Again, like, it was a standalone, whereas if you look at, like, Sandman... Well, Sandman is an entire... That's a whole... Series of graphic novels. Right. Yeah. And they've made a Netflix show um, for Sandman, which... I like I it. like it. I thought it was quite um, good. I think there's two seasons out. I think there's there only, only one. I think only one for now, but I know that they're making there a, second a second season. There is a second Yeah, they're but, making a second season. And that one would be easy to continue because there's enough to go on. And again, do... I, you know, do... Overall, they do a good job mm-hmm. when they do this where... That's it when... Since, you know, a lot of the novels or graphic novels in this case were published like a while ago they're still smart enough to include certain more modern touches Mm. for a modern audience so in the Sandman series that's what we saw with some of the other um uh, some of the other deities who are introduced um like the seven deadly sins yeah. they're ones that are mm-hmm. introduced which one is it who's a non-binary character i think it, i figured if it's lust or something else i think it's lust i believe yeah. so because again that's it like lust doesn't need a gender necessarily no. they can be anyway. you know whatever yeah. so it was like you know like that's a really interesting thing uh, obviously making lucifer more like female identifying that was interesting too you yeah. know having gwendolyn christie play that character and not have her be like horn and pitchfork and <laughs> stuff like that she just looks like a person mm. um and she's blonde she's like dressed in white all yeah. the time so like kind of circumventing that expectation a little bit too mm-hmm. and kind of like what they do with the characters anyway it's cool it's really interesting and yeah it does work it does tend to work pretty well mm-hmm. um but i can see that in certain cases if it's not a series they would have a hard time keeping it going right and you know back to our topic there are so many of them that are series, you oh my know, God. and we've seen in recent years that there's been this like, first of all, we were talking about it in a previous episode, dark fantasy has had this like resurgence, oh, yeah. you know, um, this modernization, if you will, evolution of the genre. And with that has come a lot of TV series yeah. because it makes sense, right? Like we've got a lot of streaming services now. Yeah. So for them, it's in their best interest to make like shows and TV series. And so you know, you see it a lot. Like, it kind of goes hand in hand. Um, if you're a reader who enjoys, like me, I love a series of books, so I love a TV series. Because you it know? goes along with it, yeah, with each other. But it makes sense. It yeah. does make sense, you know. But I find that, like, when you go looking for it, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I want something fantasy, and I want something fantasy and a little bit darker, but I want it to be just one book. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you can count them on one hand kind of thing as opposed to a series where it's just almost like a never-ending number of books that are published. Like, you know, if I'm looking even right now through like a couple of lists of like standalone and still kind of darker fantasy, um, you've got stuff like The Night Circus. Oh, yeah. By Erin Morgenstern, Mm -hmm. which kind of like, which, you know, also kind of like, yes, it's like a, a newly created world to a certain extent because of the Night Circus just kind of arrives out of nowhere, mm. generally speaking. But it almost feels like it's sort of rooted in reality to an extent. Right. So I think that's what happens with a lot of those. Because like, look at what we're talking about, things like Coraline and American Gods yeah. and stuff. These are things that are rooted, rooted in the real world, but there are... Um, deities or supernatural beings that exist in that real world. And that would, you know, that would kind of cut some of your, your, um, I don't know, page time, if you will, you know, yeah. if you're not building a whole world. However, he does do it in Stardust. No, oh, yeah. And creates like a whole world in Stardust and he does that as a standalone novel as well. Yeah, that's true, right? So, that's so also, it is possible. <laughs> yeah, it is possible. It just doesn't seem to be a regular thing. Mm. And I'm sure that some of that probably comes from um, like publishers to an yeah. extent as well. I'm sure that a lot of the time if people are being signed, they're being signed for, you know, a three multiple book books. deal, yeah. multiple books in some way, shape or form. Especially if it's a good idea, you know, like something yeah. fresh and new. Yeah, because yeah. you, can, you can develop a lot out of that, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, yeah, God, if we... If you start looking, you're like, dark fantasy. Dark fantasy is just series mm-hmm. everywhere. <laughs> it's series forever. It's series from Holly Black. It's series from Sarah J. Moss. It's series from Cassandra Clare. Mm. It's series from, what's her name, Scarlet St. Clair. And it's just, oh Jennifer Armentrout. Oh, it's wild. It's just yeah. nuts. It's just all of them. Also, um, we'll say a lot of these dark fantasy types of series that are the most popular um, are uh, written by women. A lot of them. And a lot of the time, um, from what I've noticed, the main character is a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love about it is that, I, I mentioned it I, in one of our previous episodes, is that she's a woman who is not acting like a man. Um, she's yeah. a woman who can be emotional, can be her woman-y self, and she's still getting shit done, and she's still tough, and she's still powerful. Yeah, you know? but she has emotion. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. actually, no, it's true. Um, I think that... I think there are, I guess, I guess to answer the question that we're kind of asking in this episode, is it possible? I mean, yes, it's possible, but it is unlikely Mm. to happen simply because that's it, because there is like a world that needs to be established and built up and there are characters who need to be um, developed and also, you know, having more than one book in a series gives you the opportunity as an author to introduce new characters mm-hmm. throughout the course of that as well to kind of like keep things interesting as well. So it's not just following the same like three or four characters all yeah. the time and having that be the end of it. Um, and I do think even that's it, like popularization of more um, adult fantasy mm. uh, that is of a darker tone. Um, you know, like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Those types of... But that, um, I would argue, is like high fantasy. It is high fantasy, but I feel like it's high fantasy with a dark twist to it, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Feels darker than Lord of the Rings to me, anyway. I, I think it's all in the writing style. Yeah. Because if you 
put them as like if you said to somebody who has only watched the movies in the show you know which one is darker lord of the rings or game of thrones like obviously game of thrones there's a lot more violence and like you can see that the characters like darker subject matter to an extent yeah like the characters are like pretty evil in game of thrones um but a lot of the time it's like evil just for the sake of like just kind of trying to one-up somebody from a political standpoint kind of yeah um and whereas, like, you know, you watch Lord of the Rings, like, it's also very dark. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, you know, doom and gloom. We're going to die if we don't destroy this ring. Yeah. Um, however, if you go and you read the two, which I have mm-hmm. and you have. Um, I haven't much, to be fair. But yeah, <laughs> I've read both of those in in total, in you know, in, in their entirety. And the writing style of Tolkien, again, early 1900s when he was writing is very like jaunty almost yes it's like there's really serious stuff happening but we're gonna have tea about it yeah exactly like it's okay because we're encountering this elven queen in a tree and you're like what she'll certainly help us and you're like what 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 whereas you watch the movies and it's like do 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 yeah the score the score definitely adds a lot of um a much 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 darker atmosphere to like what's going on because yeah there are many in the films there are many darker moments like that and a lot of it is um the way it's filmed it's the uh production design it's the score it's the acting yeah it's all it's all of those sorts of things that make it a little bit more like that um yeah, I think that's the end of it. I've decided that um, <laughs> Neil Gaiman is a master of writing standalone fantasy novels. Uh, thank you very much. Keep doing what you're doing <laughs> because it is nice to have the option on occasion. And I would really love to know if people have good recommendations of like standalone dark fantasy. If you've got them, I want to know. I'm really curious. I would like like be really interested in knowing like who like the authors are, what the story is about, mm-hmm. um, and kind of how they manage to tie everything together and wrap it up in a neat little bow by the end of a book. Yeah, please give her some recommendations. Give me some trying recommendations. trying to get her to finish a fantasy series is like pulling teeth. It's just because it's <laughs> I just need to talk need about to it to someone. Oh my god, it's just because you need me to read the entire series right away and I'm gonna get through it, but I'm just not gonna get through it at the pace that you need me I to get I will not care as much by the time you finish. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish in like two years and you'll be like oh fucking whatever, I'm halfway through the Crescent City ones no, now. I feel like we forgot about that one and we're yeah. on to something else we're on to something else megan you'll have read like three other series and i'll be like okay well i'm not reading all of that (laughs) pick your favorite (laughs) this is why i read horror (laughs) and they finish a book guys you know how to finish yeah we know how to finish a book thank you very much good job horror you guys are great you are embodying the horror genre now (laughs) you guys know how to finish a a story in one fell swoop and i really appreciate it (laughs) um but yeah if you guys have um, dark fantasy recommendations for series or standalones. It's fine. <laughs> um, you can let us know about that over on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at fullybookedca. And you can also check out our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. Uh, and if you've been with us for this whole month and you're enjoying yourself, please feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you are listening. But until next week, guys, and a whole new slew of episodes, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.